Hello, have a good day, brother. Have a good day, Kedi. Where's my Kedi? Kedi means cat in Turkish. Are you Turkish? Yeah. What's your favorite food? I like, you know, something, but you don't know, mumbar. Mumbar? Yes. It's like tolma. You know tolma? No. You feel something with rice. Oh, dolma, yes. Yeah. And I know dolma. Yeah, that's kind of something like that. So. Okay. Okay, okay. What's yours? Look, look I just shared. What? In the, uh, look what I just, do you see the tweet I just shared? No, I will take a look. Yeah, it's in the top right here. Anyway, I made some stuffed cabbage the other day. Very, yeah. very delicious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's dolma, <laughs> as I said. Dolma, right? dolma. Yes, yeah. yes. It's yes. It's really it's delicious. What's that, Taylor? Big T. Big T in the house. What up, what up? GM, happy other side day. Happy other side day. Let's fucking go. What uh, What is this uh, delicious cabbage stuffed with that I'm looking at here? Rice. Rice. Interesting. What is other side day? Is that, uh, what, what is that? Uh, Where we got that grass. Yeah, they're, the Yugo Labs is doing their other side. Oh, the, the land drop. Yeah, that's tonight. Shit. You aping? I uh, KY'd seed, and I just did my pre-approval this morning, so I'm all set for tonight. Damn, good luck. May the land be with you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited to see what they've been cooking up a little bit, and, uh, you know, I think we all want to play some sort of virtual game with each other, with our PFPs and NFT space and crypto Twitter, and I don't know. We all are, we're all online all the time anyway, so... You think we see Coda today? Ooh, I don't know. I have a pretty conservative outlook because if I was designing this game, I would try to build up as much hype as possible for every single release and just start with like simplest version and then iterate, iterate, iterate. What's Coda? Some animal pet thing. We don't know exactly what it does. Is that another drop or it's like a game? Uh, I think it's a rare resource in one of these lands. You're like in your land, you might find a coda kind of thing. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, we'll see. These don't fade the apes. They've been, they've been pumping out shit since last year. Incredible. Incredible. Um, hi, Shan. How are you doing? Hey, GM from Buenos Aires. You're in Buenos Aires? Oh, my God. You travel so much. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we're just uh, chatting here on this lovely, lovely Saturday. We've had already... Two exploits, 
crypto DeFi exploits, maybe more coming. I don't know. But um, just want to see how everyone's doing. What's on your mind, people? Tell me the tell me the topic. What are you thinking? What are the two protocols that got exploited? We got Rari Capital got exploited, and we got Saddle Finance got exploited. So maybe North Korea is getting even richer with these exploit farms. Yeah, it was a pretty wild thread. The one guy saying he was talking to a Korean guy and wasn't sure if it was maybe North Korean or not. Yeah, well, these North Koreans confirmed are are doing these exploits. They exploited Ronin, the the Axie exploit was Korean, North Korean. And these two, they 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 do a lot of hacking in North Korea because. They don't have. They don't have like natural resources. They don't have business. No one does business with them, so they have to just do cybercrime. So even before these crypto exploits, they were doing these massive cyber attacks on banks and stuff like that. So, not good. Keep your crypto safe, people. Keep your crypto How are you safe. feeling on uh, Phantom Network these days, Gabriel? Phantom Network also just got completely wrecked. Completely wrecked. Did you guys see that one? Oh my God! Someone, someone took out, put, deposited fifty million dollars in collateral, and then they took out a loan against it, and they locked the entire loan into solidly for like four years. And Phantom dropped enough that now they were in the process of being liquidated for over 50 mil. So that's why the Phantom price has tanked the last day. And yeah, that's not looking good either. That is not looking good. We were getting wrecked over here, left and right. Is this the first big hack on Phantom? It wasn't even. It's not even a hack. It's 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 negligence. Some guy. It's just he took out a massive loan and he has no way to pay back the the debt. Took out a massive loan on a hundred million dollars of Phantom. Phantom dropped by half, so his collateral wasn't covering the loan, and so now he starts getting liquidated. So that means the Phantom needs to be sold on chain, right? as part of the liquidation. And that means the phantom price, you know, when you're selling millions of dollars of phantom all at once, phantom price goes down. Wrecked. So it's not even an exploit. Fuck, I had no idea. That's why I tuned in to hear what was up. That's wild. Yeah. So uh, I wish there was more positive news today. We well, we got the land sale. That's that's positive. It's uh, something to look forward to. Well, give me some positive news. I don't want any of these hack news. We don't need to be hacked all day. Come on, people. 
I know, I know you're thinking. I know you're thinking to yourself, hmm, you know what? Forget crypto. Just tell me something positive that happened to you generally. Generally well, speaking. Yeah, I mean, good. crypto's looking good in Argentina. I landed here last night and had dinner with the Media Foundation folks last night who are based out of uh, Argentina and building decentralized content delivery uh, there, yeah, decentralized content delivery protocol. And people here are like super excited about crypto because like the monetary system so fucked. Like my Uber driver, he was really into crypto. Like everyone here would prefer to use crypto. So it's my first time here in the country and I'm just like, I'm here for a week to talk to people and yeah, learn about why everyone's so pumped about it here and what's going on. So vibes feel really positive down here. I highly recommend people coming down. Thank you, Shan, for the positive vibes. Let's go. I like it. Are people actually using it down there or it's like just hype? Is there like Yeah, actual- I haven't I've actually like never seen hard numbers on this, but I always hear that the highest crypto adoption rate in the world is in Argentina. And I think you can look like broadly at South America um for that trend to be true. Like Vitalik came here last year and it was like, he's like a national hero here. Um, but it's because the, the currency is just so wrecked here that people really need it um, as a source of financial stability. I mean, but on like very like practical level, is there like, can you go to a store and pay with, crypto like what does that mean like what what is actually going on like is the uber driver like just pay me an eth i'll cancel this uber ride don't worry about it like what, what? yeah that's a it's a really good question i hear a lot of like peer-to-peer transactions in crypto like even like okay. payments for services um sure. yeah like for work but i i don't know like if you go into like yeah store what that crypto take-up rate is. But that's why I'm here. So I'm going to get these facts for you, Gabriel, and Please. come back to you. Please report. I want to see I want to see a, a QR code that's like transfer <laughs> transfer die on ZK Sync to this address and I'll give you the candy bar that you want. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. <laughs> I don't know if this exists, but yeah it's very easy i mean it's very easy you know we all we all fall prey to this getting hype it's all about the hype you know oh my god crypto's the next thing crypto's amazing but let's see let's see the facts on the ground you know uh, let's see what people are actually doing with this stuff because that's that's what's exciting like to say actual adoption not just adoption of people trading that's you know whatever who cares Let's see some actual transactions. That's cool. That's cool. So I'm looking forward, looking forward to hearing those those numbers, to seeing the pics, to uh, to hearing more stories. So appreciate that. Appreciate that. What else have we got on our minds today, people? Who's uh, also anyone in the audience? Feel free to request, come up and speak. I know Fugu has always something to say. Um, see uh hms wrecked who has been 
hot on my heels for many, many years. How are you doing today, Fugu? You know what I got on my mind today? Is everything okay? Your voice sounds... It must, it must be my speaker. Is everything okay now? <laughs> you sound like you, maybe you just woke up. Uh, that's also true. <laughs> also true. What's on? I cut out there for a second. What's on my Gabriel is high quality content creation. <laughs> okay. Okay. High quality content creation. Listen, I'm all about the high quality content creation. And Shan actually was just telling us about this content delivery system. I don't know, Shan, if you want to go deeper into that. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Well, before, before, before she shows that, I just want to make sure that the specific high quality content creation I have in my mind okay, okay. is that done by CreatorDAO and the amazing people in the DAO. So if anyone listening knows anyone that's a crypto creative, anyone that does anything creative, literally, if, as long as they have talent, if they're a, I don't know, singer, dancer, TikToker, YouTube, YouTuber, interviewer, article writer, tweet threader, memester, whatever, get in touch with me or go into Gabriel's account and you'll find probably a link to CreatorDAO in his bio, I think. And uh, get in touch, get paid for making high quality crypto content. Allow, allow me, allow me to expand on that because it kind of connects to what I was saying earlier in regards to the actual adoption. So when I talk to people, and I'm sure all of you have had this experience, it's like you tell someone, oh, I work in crypto. The, immediately they tell you, oh yeah, what coins are you holding? What coins? Well, well, you know, it's all about the shit coins. How can we get that 10X, 100X? But no, no, that is not what we need to be focusing on because there is actual use cases for crypto where you can actually earn in crypto, spend time in crypto without ever having to trade a coin in your entire crypto life with stuff like CreatorDAO. Because CreatorDAO allows anyone from anywhere in the world to earn money for creating high quality content. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter if you're a male, female, a uh, Muslim, a Jew, a uh, Christian. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can show up and you can earn. And if you're adding value, you will. that value will be reflected back to you. And that is, to me, that is adoption. You don't need to trade and you don't need to risk. You don't even need to risk your capital in order to participate in crypto. And that's what it's all about to me. So, yes, if you are creative, join CreatorDAO. Highly recommend it. I'll tell you what drives me crazy, though, is when I give the creator to pitch to people that are crypto skeptical and they say, and I tell them, you know, crypto company, they say, oh, what's a DAO? And then you describe what a DAO is. And then they just say, isn't that a company? Aren't you just trying to reinvent the wheel? Like, you know, they kind of kind of go for that gotcha moment of like, oh, you've been talking about decentralization, all this kind of stuff. I got you right here. You know, you. it just looks like you're doing the same thing we're already doing out here. Then you have to go into the explanation. And exactly like you were saying, we are able to onboard anyone any, if, anywhere in the world. You don't even need a bank account. All you need is electricity and an internet connection and talent. doesn't matter what you look like. doesn't matter if you live in a small village in a random country or, you know, anywhere, literally anywhere. It doesn't matter your gender, your, if you 
look good, you don't look good. Literally, all that matters is your work. That's the positive vibes I want this morning. But yeah, like people, I've had that conversation like, oh, you're just like, what is the point of this? Well, you can transfer money to someone in a different country easily. And then like that in itself is massive. Like it's so, it's very hard to, we take this as grant, you know, as native crypto users, we take this for granted. But you go to your Wells Fargo bank account and you tell them you want to send money to someone in Argentina. Good freaking luck. <laughs> Good luck. Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you an, actual, an actual recent story. So my wife's sister was doing a babysitting job in Italy for an American family. When the couple of days she was doing the job was over, she said like, okay, it's time to get paid now. And the American woman's like, do you accept Venmo? And she's like, Venmo is only able to be used domestically in the United States. I'm not American, so I can't take Venmo. And then she just didn't know what to do. And they spent the next week brainstorming different ways to send the payment. And they came to the conclusion the only way that it could be done, I think was either, it, it was done in the end either by PayPal or by maybe like a, a swift transfer, but with the fees and the time, they literally spent a week planning different methods. And in the end, you end up getting a lot of that value taken away by the middlemen, either the bank, or you also have to take into the account the exchange rate, because it's automatically changed between different countries, currencies, and all these different fees. And then you have to actually show up at the bank to do a swift transfer. It's uh, all this crazy stuff that people don't think about because a lot of people don't, especially people in Western countries, they don't do international transfers very often. Like Americans are always surprised when they find out that they can't Venmo to someone across the world. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't believe that $200 babysitting job. <laughs> terrible, terrible time. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you. I'll, t- I'll tell you what it was. It was a high quality babysitting job. It was like uh, a wealthy family, so I think it was like two thousand dollar babysitting job. Oh wow, that's a, that is a high quality babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was fancy. It was fancy. It involved all sorts of stuff. But uh, but in but in creator DAO, typically our creators are doing more high value content, and some of them live in countries where you can't even like. I've I've worked with this a guy that I worked with from Algeria. And with the banking sanctions in Algeria, because of the actions of the government, that has nothing to do with this guy who was just born in Algeria. He's like a hipster, you know, into like whatever Netflix or whatever shit there is. And he's just suffering because of it. He, he stopped from being part of the global economy just because of the actions of a government that he, can't, that he didn't elect. And that's there for probably his whole lifetime. He has to suffer because of that. Fugans. Creator DAO sounds awesome. Um, I've, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. Do you help creators set up their own tokens, or do you give them your token, or just how does the, the token economics work? The token is actually not a major part, at least at the moment, of the of the creation. What we do is we pay out creators in USDC, typically. So you're getting an actual or digital representation of the US dollar, or sometimes we pay it in Ether, but it has nothing to do with creating individual tokens for each person. Um, it has, we do have our own token called the creator token, 
that's paid out for doing internal work for the DAO. So you could view it as shares of the DAO and that or equity in the DAO. And that's given out for doing internal work. So work about the DAO, spreading awareness, making, helping with onboarding new creators, that kind of stuff. We have our own token that's, that we reward people with for that. And it does have a value. It's traded publicly. It's traded on uh, mostly on Phantom, but also on Arbitrum now. But in terms of the actual creators who do external work for clients, like but do design and other marketing work for, for, for external clients, like different DeFi protocols, we pay out in Ether or USDC. Nothing to do with like creating individual coins for creators and stuff. Got it. Super cool. So the creator coin is like trans, it's, it's fungible. And yep. okay, so I can purchase it or I can earn it. Okay, cool. Is it like an ERC eleven fifty five? It's an ERC twenty. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting because usually, like, if there's some reputational element in like the allocation of the token, you'd want some like non transferable properties in it, right? Uh, it it, de- it depends. Like, it's not it's not done. It's not done according to reputation. It's more done based on the quality of the work that's done by the creator. And there's some like uh, guidelines on how things are rewarded. But also, um, also, yeah, like people can purchase that token just like they can any other one on an exchange. Cool. So I have so many questions about this. How, who decides like what if work is good and how is that decided? That's a good question. And to answer that fully, I'll give you a quick, um, a quick uh, like mini history of how we did it before and then how we transferred to now. So the original system for paying for content, we use the thing called Coordinate. Have you heard of that? Yes, love Coordinate. Yeah, so Coordinate, we were the, probably the biggest users of, of Coordinate. And for those who are, are like listening and don't know what it is, uh, Gabriel, just put yourself on mute for a second. You've got some background noise. So for those who don't know what Coordinate is and how it works, in its, in its simplest sense, everybody that works on a project is given 100 points. Those points are called gives. You're in a circle or in a group with everybody that you've worked with on a particular project. You hand out those points to the people that you work with, and your allocation depends on how much value you thought they brought to the project or how good of a job you think they did. And then the final scores, whatever each person received from their peers, is, I guess, represents what percentage or allocation of the payment they get. So in terms of Creator DAO, everybody that worked on a project would go into this coordinate and they would um, and they would allocate their 100 points to the other creators based on how they thought was the quality of the work and also its impact so taking into account like if people actually looked at it if they put effort into sharing it and so on but unfortunately what we were finding is that a lot of people especially newer people weren't putting in the effort to actually review the work because it takes time and effort to go through a trello board and look at each piece and give it an amount to it so what we were finding is that a lot of people were just giving back we would find things like people somebody would get 10 points somebody would give the other person back 10 points without even looking 
food find people giving revenge amounts. Somebody said, oh, I don't like this person. So they've given five. And the person would say, oh, well, you know, fuck you. I'm going to give you three. So you would get revenge giving. Uh, that was a major problem. I think there's some changes coming to coordinate lately or coming soon, which allow for blind giving. But as, as it stood when we were using it, you had you actually could see everyone that gave to everyone and how much or how much everyone gave to you. And that was that's kind of an issue. Another problem was that sometimes people would come and they say, okay, I have a hundred points. I don't want to, I don't want to review everything. I'm going to give each person 10, just divide the amount of people by the amount of points and give everyone equally. So the major issue we were having was two things. One, people were the people that did the least amount of work were not getting significantly less than the people that were doing the most amount of work. So if somebody did 15 high quality items, and somebody only did one item that was terrible, the difference, because it was done by peers, and there's also the social element to it, like people didn't want to give, they didn't want to give low quality work very few points, because they were afraid that their social, uh, like their social bonds would be affected because it was all open, it wasn't done privately, like a private vote. So the gap between the best work and the worst work was very little, it was only like two times, but Sometimes it should be 15 times. And another thing was that um, uh, there was something else, but uh, I got kind of sidetracked. Uh, also, oh yeah, also a lot of people were happy with their amount, but then they would compare it to others and they'd say, hey, why was this guy rewarded this amount by everyone? And I was only awarded this amount. I think my stuff is better. So it was being a whole mess. So uh, until that coordinate stuff is sorted out, especially the blind gives, we... Uh, we, we've been using a council of project managers. So all the people that are project managers at the DAO, we get together and we, we just evaluate the work based on, so there's like five of us or so. It's not the most decentralized system, but for the moment, at least it's working much better. Everyone's way happier because we actually sit and put in the time to review each piece, piece by piece. And we reward it based on on roughly taking the expectations of the creator into account, precedent within the DAO, so what people have gotten paid lately for similar work, and then also increasing or decreasing the amount depending on the particular quality of the piece and its impact, so how it did on social media. If it got a particularly large amount of views, if the client loved it and everyone on the team shared it, and so on. And this method, it's been less decentralized. We're looking for a better way to do it, but it's been with less complaints and people are way, way happier. That's the that's my short version of the story. Thank you so much. That's really fascinating. And you explained that so well. That's super clear. I feel like you didn't really have a choice but to do other than what you've done, which is to like identify a few people who have the responsibility to review the work. And like Yeah, it's it's kind it's kinda of like delegation, right? I guess like there's a delegation aspect to it, and then there's also the aspect of imagine if there was a, de a democratic vote in your country, but the ballots were open and everyone knew who voted for who. So, yeah, that issue of like the um, the like lack of anonymity in the rewards is problematic. But like, I think that can be solved for. But I, I don't know this. I, like, I think like this is a general problem with this utopian view of decentralization that like everyone every individual has infinite like motivation and time to do everything and that's just not true and like 
some people do need to be delegated responsibility for certain things. And I think a lot of people want to delegate responsibility for certain things because they just don't have time. And I don't think we should call that like centralization. I think we should just call that like smart organizing, you know. I'm seeing a lot of DAOs like form like board of governors, you know, with this like model of representative governance around this. I think that, you know, that can tend towards like a board of directors, like highly concentrated mode of decision making. But like we do need those those frameworks for it to be functional, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, this this kind of stuff you get, you end up getting into like political philosophy and things like that, because there, there are some definite overlaps between like democratic thoughts and the voting process as, as it happened in the United States and things like that. Gabriel, look what you started, some deep political thinking on Saturday morning. Everybody, please send me all of your money because I am a communist and I will lead you to the promised land. This is what I believe. See, Shan, see, uh, see what I got to deal with in Greater Dow? That kind of stuff. <laughs> On the topic of Creator Dow, when did, whoa, whoa, I didn't hear about this Arbitrum uh, migration. What happened over there? Well, um, give me uh, 30 seconds. I'm just paying off my credit card with some dirty fiat. Paying off your credit card? What? <laughs> okay. Um, okay, done. Uh, okay, the story, the story is thus. Uh, Creator Dow, one of the main members, two, two of the core members are, their names are Dunks and Caesar. Both of them are kind of crypto OD, OG DGENs and they're very involved in the Phantom space. You guys probably know Phantom, EVM equivalent chain. Everything is like horror movie themed and they're very deep. Like they know everybody. They've been someone like Caesar. He, he was in Phantom super, super early making content for them just like, you know, because he was interested in it and he has tons of connections. So just the, just the kind of way it worked with our friendships and connections and just also a lot of creators' personal interests. We ended up becoming primarily in the phantom ecosystem we were our creator token ended up being traded on spirit swap and also on on beethoven x which is a fork of balancer and kind of there's there's one issue with that is that people never really took the phantom ecosystem seriously i mean it's kind of like like people did it definitely got a lot of traction and a lot of hype but it wasn't considered a place of sophistication it was kind of people looked at it. I mean, it's kind of whimsical. Everything's like horror movie themed. Everything, everything's kind of just like a fork of a different protocol with like a horror movie name and a cute logo attached to it, which is fine. Like it, it, it works well as a blockchain. It's cool. But I think, I think it's an image that you don't want 100%. And where it started harming us was after the whole thing with like uh, 0x DAO and VE DAO and Solidly and then Andre Rage quitting, Creator DAO, at least on the token side, and also the client side has been significantly affected by that because the because the the phantom ecosystem right now is just like collapsing not because the infrastructure but just because yeah like andre rage quit there's less interest in like and also danny who was big in the phantom ecosystem he's gone kind of 
So there's been a lot less interest and our token and pegged to FTM has been going down a lot because FTM has been crashing. And, you know, it, it's it's only pairs with FTM. So we're suffering just, I think, because we're not enough in the, like we're too, we're too deep in the Phantom ecosystem and not enough in the, in the Ethereum ecosystem. So I guess you consider our, our, uh, our uh, expansion to Arbitrum as a, as a return home after venturing in the, in the, the vast lands of the shit coins, you know, we're looking to, to incorporate more with more, um, I guess, big brained projects and, and, uh, do things that with like with, with a more sustainable future. So we're now, uh, we just bridged our token over to Arbitrum. We're on multi-chain and we have a pool now on balancer. So that's the Arbitrum story for now. Fuku, that's super cool. Life here just migrated to Arbitrum like three, two, two months ago. We're the first network protocol to migrate to layer two. Maybe we should be using creator DAO to give us better content because we're super technical and don't have a lot of great content creators. Sure. Get in touch uh, after the call and we can we can do that. You said you're from Live Pure. Yeah, Live Pure. We're um, decentralized video infrastructure. We're a proof of stake protocol on Ethereum. And yeah, we just migrated to layer two and the Live Pure token is used as a utility token to reward node operators for yeah, running node infrastructure that provides GPU transcoding capacity on the blockchain. I remember getting the Live Pure token airdropped in like 2018. Yeah, we need some really good content creators to help us reach the over 2 million uh, wallets that were dropped, like minimum, like, yeah, marginal amounts of LPT back in 2018. And we haven't heard from them since it was our, our Merkle mine, like distribution was a little too fair. Yeah, but that was, that was cool. How back in those days, gas was so cheap that projects actually sent you the airdrop without you having to claim. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool that you remember receiving LPT. Right, so yeah, we definitely have ways that we can work together. I'm going to, I'm going to avoid cringy business terms like synergy and pivots and all that, but we definitely have lots of stuff we could do together. We got lots of really great content creators and we're, we're onboarding new people all the time. And maybe aside from that, maybe if you know anyone, you can, you can send them over to creator down and we can add them into our roster of creators. We have about 50 or 60 people that are active right now. Can you make, can you get uh, liquidity on Polygon for creator? Yes. Do it. Do it. Done. We can. Why? Add why? Why in particular do you want it on Polygon? Does it have something to do with crypto? So we can add it as a token you can pay with for crypto. Nice utility. <laughs> yeah, we were we were talking about it. What's the What's the best place on Polygon to make liquidity? Uniswap. Uh. Yeah, or quick swap, I think is also uh... yeah. Uni or quick swap. Yeah, well, we'll we'll probably do that. We'll do that within the next, I guess, uh, couple of weeks. Okay, because we like crypto. We love crypto. You love crypto, and I love you. 
<laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, um, we have uh, we have some other people in the audience here who have been pretty engaged. I wonder if they would like to come say anything. MJ Rossman, who I believe was one of the very first crypto users, along with you, Fugu. Um, MJ? GM. How, how are you doing? I, I'm running on coffee. Uh, I, hey, that's, that's the best. I'm, I'm not going to show anything, but I, yeah, I definitely, I'm bullish on crypto. I used it once for the My Lady uh, meme. What did what'd you think about that? I, what, what was the question? Oh, I, well, I guess um, as it relates to the conversation, um, how, how would you uh, think about like using multiple tokens on crypto versus just like Polygon or just Matic? Oh yeah, so we we are um, upgrading the contract so that you will be able to accept multiple tokens. We'll have USDC, we'll have ETH, uh, we'll also um, we'll have Creator. We'll have Creator when there's liquidity over there. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, well, we we will well you'll have that ability sooner rather than later. Nice. Yeah, it, it was pretty smooth when I used it. And obviously, Matic is like, it, just Polygon in general is, uh, it's almost a little too easy. But <laughs> what do you mean? Well, it's just, it, it, it almost, it, it it runs as an experience. It almost runs like you're on Arbitrum or something. But even Arbitrum is like, nowadays, it's so, so quick. But on Polygon, it's just so trivial compared to being on Mainnet and I think that's kind of like the the big appeal, for but, sure. But it's not secure. It's not uh, secure. It's it's uh, it's secured by multisig. Yeah, it's secure. It's I, secure. I mean, like uh, the it's <laughs> just the 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 like the whole trilemma of keeping things on Ethereum somehow, but not dealing with those freaking gas fees. It's uh. Yeah, I mean, Polygon to me is like one of the quickest examples that I, I pull from. You know, I'm going to FUD Polygon right now, even though I, I'm building on Polygon. I think Arbitrum is a way better experience. When you sign a trans, like when you put a transaction in on, on Polygon versus Arbitrum, it is much smoother on Arbitrum, uh, in my experience. Yeah, I would agree. Is are you considering migrating to Arbitrum as a as a platform? No, no, because Arbitrum has its own issues. Like they don't have a good NFT marketplace. They have Tofu, and they have like the Treasure DAO one, but the Treasure DAO one is not really permissionless. Um, so you can't really make your own. And if he's there, Tofu is fine. But um, OpenSea is on Polygon, and that's a lot better. But more importantly, uh, Lens is building on Polygon, and we really want to be in that ecosystem. 
And also just in terms of business development, Polygon is really strong. Like Stripe has integrated with Polygon for their crypto payouts, which I think is a pretty big deal. It means that also potentially it will be easier us easy for us to make like credit card payments um on our apps on polygon versus arbitrum which doesn't have all of these uh you know integrations so but i mean generally i would like to be on every chain i'm not uh i'm not uh you know stuck on polygon by any reason but i think that there is a lot of benefits being there have you applied for a grant from the polygon ecosystem dow yes are they doing it? They should be. They said they would. That's good. Free money is good. It's not free. It's not free when you're working for it, Fugu. Busting my like ass over here. There's no such thing as a free lunch? Uh, only only if it comes in the form of LPT airdrops. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, we really need to give you a grant. Like, we just need to get that rolling to give you a grant. Okay, let's do it. I'm in. How are we doing especially, this? Yeah, especially if you want to build with Lens, because we're working on integra integrations with them. Listen, we need live peer. I think that it would, like, I, like when we met, I told you kind of what we're using on the back end with Glass. But I think that if we're directly hooked into live peer, I think we can um, improve some of the uploads. Like, there's some limitations, like, for example, a six second clip under six seconds it won't transcode when we're using the API that we have right now, which is very odd. Also, we're limited to like 50 megabytes uploads, which is okay for now, but definitely want to improve on that. So there's a lot of stuff that I want to um, expand. Mm. Yeah, that's a major product alpha there. So we're working on um, just hooking in like a call to the live peer API in the lens like create post module so that yeah there's like immediate access to the live peer network for like short um either temporal or even permanent like video um comments clips whatever let's do it i'm all in live peer i'm lpt maxi i'm selling everything i'm going all in lpt <laughs> i'm validating all of the videos <laughs> Clips all day. That's it. Remember when we were at this lawn at Hacker House and there was a bomb threat and that's how we met? <laughs> I, I do remember. I do remember there was a bomb threat. You know, the thing is, it's so funny because... Uh, Gabriel remembers probably... making the threat. <laughs> yeah, I called it in. Um, what I was going to say, I know that Fugu will resonate with this, but I've spent a lot of time in Israel. And in Israel, that is like a day-to-day -day activity. Bomb threats, rockets, sirens. Like, you know, people walk around in uniform with guns on the buses, on the trains, everywhere. Like, this is just how Israel is. So I'm very used to bomb threats. Like, I was, <laughs> I was, I was not even concerned. Like, obviously, I wasn't going to just hang around there and just you know but I, I was like yeah this this happens if you want to know what gabriel was like in that moment just picture the famous meme with that fat guy in the hot tub moisturized 
in my lane, <laughs> thriving. Uh, I want to hear from HMS for Fern Josh. How's it going, DM guys? DM. How's it going? How's it going? HMS wrecked. Dude, I'm totally wrecked this morning. I lo I I 2x longed ohm on float capital and I'm down 30%, so that fucking sucks. <laughs> you leverage long low ohm? What is wrong? Yeah, with no, cuz cuz uh, this is like a suicide stack that I have and I'm and I'm and I'm yield farming the float coin uh, for float capital, which is at 1000 APY, but um yeah, that that fucking 30% is sucks. Wait, can't you do some like delta neutral type strategy there? Like, yeah, but I, yeah, you can, and that's the great thing about float capital. You can you can totally take a delta neutral position. But I'm just like fucking yellowing and fucking maxing the APY <laughs> at the at the long because it's it, it rewards you for going against the the market. Oh, oh god! <laughs> we will pay you. To lose money. Yeah, that's. I mean, I want to. This is this is kind of a stupid bet, but I'm, I want to maximize yield farming their coin because I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna do well. I don't know if you've used it. It's a really nice platform, and they raised five million dollars a few. I think like a few weeks ago from, you know, from Stanny and from Ave and a bunch of other, you know, VCs. So I don't know. It's a yellow bet, but yeah. <laughs> let me let me see if I can post the the. The loss. Post, post, post your owls, man. Post your owls. Let's get those tendies. Um, I actually have used Float Capital. It was a pretty nice uh, site. And I got... Did I get an airdrop? Because I got one of their NFTs a while ago. Um, I don't... They So they, ha, they kind of... They're kind of... They have a like an A-float coin, which is going to be their future airdrop. So the more A-float coins you have, you qualify for like a 2x of their airdrop eventually when they do it. But that probably won't be for like, I don't know, six months to a year. So this is kind of like a long-term bet. So we'll see. But this actually is alpha because for the listeners here, if you, you could do a delta neutral strategy, which means that you don't have to take a position on the market and you can farm this coin. And I'm pretty sure you could get a good, like what's the yield on 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 delta neutral, like 200, 300? I haven't looked, I'm just um, assuming. You could probably get like a solid 500 on ohm and they have other coins you can delta neutral, but yeah, pretty much. When, when you're, I need to look into this. But if you if you're you have to hold own, but does it matter? Does it it matters? No, you you matter? don't have to. The good thing about this uh, this float capital thing is that you can just use die right, and they'll the, the way the protocol works is they'll take a position somehow um, on the underlying coin with their you know with their whatever coin that they have and then that sets you up you can't get liquidated you know which is awesome uh but you still see the loss which is still kind of nerve-wracking <laughs> but yeah it's 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 a really interesting protocol and i mean if if it if it got stanny's approval that's good enough for me you know what i'm saying so well you know what <clears throat> clipto also got stanny's approval so i'm in for that <laughs> um, 
Awesome. I'll have to check that out. Maybe good yield farm this uh, this Saturday morning. Um, yeah. Who else in the audience? Anyone else has something on their mind? Any questions? Any any more alpha? Any concerns? Any stories that happened to them over the past week that they would like to share? I can drop alpha if you want. Uh, I feel like that's a threat. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. It can be. <laughs> go ahead. So, uh, yeah, I got a mint going live in about like an hour and a half. Okay. A public mint. Uh, it's the the Genesis proof is, but uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're soft launching an NFT marketplace next month. Oh, it's uh, your <laughs> it's your project. Yeah, uh, off of Olympus. Which, oh, by the okay. way, yeah, it's uh, by the way with the the float thing. Like, I keep thinking about uh, Fuse, but uh, never mind about that. Um, yeah, as far as Alpha, as far as Alpha. I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I keep thinking about what you were saying with Argentina and like, I, I feel like the biggest alpha that we're like approaching is maybe consider it the, like the last mile, either physical or digital. So whatever's, whatever gets that, that, uh, exchange going, but I, I do know of a paper, maybe I can uh retweet this there is a paper like a white paper that that converts like they're trying to d have bills like physical objects that represent a certain account of of a token so like you kind of go back to that oh you can physically exchange this but uh it's actually on chain anyway i will i will try to find that I think I, I think that's is that a new one because there used to be like yeah a, I think cash or something like that yes I I think that yeah let me let me see if I can find it who knows that's, right uh, yeah that sounds kind of weird though like, well, it, it doesn't, <laughs> it's just not divisible I feel like that's the big thing but like you want to go back to having little tiny you know pennies and and nickels you want to Go to back to Coinstar. I don't. <laughs> yeah, we're we're go we're going digital. We're not going back to paper. Like, yeah. Also, <laughs> you can't get change. Like, what the I, hell? <laughs> on but the plus side. The plus side is that it's off off uh, line. You don't need the network to exchange it. Mm, okay. Don't need the network. In some cases, it might be useful, but yeah, I do agree with what you're saying. It, it it's kind of like uh, a band aid, if anything. Uh, do Do you want to tell us briefly about the project? Like, that you're oh, about I? Yeah, just just tell yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we uh, we're part of Olympus, and one of the big uh, missions is to try to create like more more currency to actually take some ERC-20 and actually increase the velocity of it. And and this is the whole the whole idea is that like we're trying to create something that is just in, entirely decoupled from the whole fiat currency proposition to begin with. And a lot of these uh, DEX pairs like, you know, you're trying to trade against the stable value. 
Um, obviously, now we have FPI and Vault, which is awesome. And I, I look forward to seeing how those develop. But with Odyssey, uh, we were trying to think about like, okay, what if we have a platform that takes one specific currency, like a reserve currency like Ohm, and just redistributes it, doesn't pocket any of it? And it, so how, how do you sustain a marketplace like that? And, uh, and how do you protect against some currency that actually ends up being governance power, like Geom? So at the moment, we're trying to go through this flow and kind of smooth out all the bugs. And it's basically an upfront interface where you can say, oh, I have staked ohm, or I have geom, or I have regular ohm, and all of those are transactable. Um, and the, the backstop to that, because you, the obvious uh, question is, like, how, this sounds like it can be botted. Uh, and all of a sudden, there's geom being given out to what community what what wallets so the backstop that we tried to create and we're we're still trying to evolve it as as we speak is a is an xp system so denominating activity in ohm uh buying selling listing then you know that sort of thing we're trying to get that to be like a driver for a fair distribution that's civil resistant and as it ages, it becomes further civil resistance. So there's no fee in the marketplace? No, the fees, I I think, uh, like while we're soft launching, we're waiving the primary fees, but uh, we're we're trying to keep it uh, manageable for, for everything but Ohm, if that makes sense. Like for Ohm, we don't, we don't take a slice of that. So if someone pays in Ohm, then there's no fee? Pretty much. If any, if any of it, if there is any fee, it would be one set by the artist. Gotcha. Um, and and anyone can mint over there, or uh, public mint for the Genesis pieces is starting uh, while we soft launch. This is we're planning on public launch happening in June. So while we're soft launching and dog fooding, you know, dog feeding all these new features and <laughs> all these new bugs. Uh, we're trying to like really uh, smooth out the experience beforehand, and so that's kind of like yeah, we have to keep that a little bit limited for now. But uh, keep your eyes posted. All right, we will, we will. Thank you, thank you, MJ. I appreciate you taking the time. I guess uh, we need some crypto ohm. Why oh, we gotta have ohm, ohm clips, yes. ohm cryptocurrencies. Only fans. Only fans. Yes. How is this not already a thing? I can't believe that. Uh, incredible. All right. Well, good luck with the launch. Good luck with the project. I hope you send it to the moon. Um. <clears throat> Who else? Anyone else here want to share an idea? By the way, I pinned the HMS Reapers Alpha. If anyone wants to try and farm some float coin, then look in the pin. That's the info. That's what you yeah, need to the, know. And, and the investment advice is going delta neutral. Just don't go. Uh, YOLO long like I did. 
No, no, no. Go YOLO long. I promise it will work out. There's no way that you can lose any money. No, just kidding. Don't lose your money. Keep your money safe. Keep your money close. We just had three exploits, two exploits this morning. Could happen to anyone. It could happen at any time. So just uh, keep that in mind. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, uh, let's get some final thoughts here from the audience. Someone, someone share with us. I'm not buying the goblin town. I'm usually a goblin and, uh, I'm just not buying it. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm a contrarian at heart and, and CT for the, for the most part has been really goblinish lately, but I don't know, man. How, how are you guys feeling? You know, I'm not a trader and I'm not a macroeconomic economist, economist, econometrics, or I can't even speak. But, you know, what I am worried about is you see these tech stocks just completely crashing. I mean, Netflix completely wrecked. Yeah, that, that was pretty impressive. Facebook completely wrecked. Like, I mean... And there's just tons of them that have taken this nosedive. I mean, that's going to hurt people, those bottom line. Because people have a lot of money tied up in those things. And traditionally, those tech stocks have been up only for years and years and years. I mean, I've never seen any drops like that. Like, of course, we have crashes. We have crashes. 2008, we have the COVID crash. But that, that was like a market-wide meltdown this is like like you're shooting clay pigeons they just one by one just yeah nuking and it's Very really sporadic. weird it's weird i don't i don't know what's going on with that and it does not seem good to me so that is something i am concerned with and again i'm not an economist but like what what it what is that what is that i, I don't know Yeah, and that's part don't of don't like, the Fed. That's why I say don't fight the Fed. I feel like uh, while they're hawkish, the, the, the earnings reports from a lot of these fan companies, they they say, well, we saturated our user base and now, you know, our value proposition is we advertise and well, whoops a daisy, we're we're losing users. The pandemic's over. I mean, that's, I feel like that's what the market says. What does that mean for us, though? Where does that leave us? When is the Fed going to step in and start buying these goddamn stocks? Okay. Soon. Soon. The trademark. Soon, TM. Uh, no, I, I, it's terrible. This is a bad situation. I don't want the Fed buying stocks. That's this is this is how we get to straight communism. Listen, if we want to get to communism, let's cut to the chase. Haynes.eth is the address. Send your funds there. I will guide us. Okay, but we don't need the Fed. We don't need the Fed to do this for us. That's a bad. That's bad. We don't want the Fed to buy. We want actual business. We want you know real life companies, not zombies, 
that are propped up by the government. This is bad news. Bad news. So I don't know where we go from here. But it doesn't seem good. Honestly, it doesn't seem good. But I, I don't know. Like, how do, we, how do we turn out of this? How do we get out of this? Creator tokens. Like individual creators? Like social tokens? Yeah, we create our own value that we ascribe our own currency for that the government can't interfere with. But the, these creator tokens, I mean, the, the, a lot of them have... Okay, let me put it this way. Which creator tokens are live right now that you really like, that you think that are providing value to their audience, to the users, etc.? Yeah, it's a really good question. To be honest, I don't know that I have great examples right now. I think film is interesting. Like, those are like... represent the work that people put in to the asset as well as the asset itself. I think like that's really interesting concept. Maybe, maybe sorry to be such a Stanny fanboy, but maybe lens protocol is going to be the new rebirth of uh, this death of the market that we're seeing, right? Cause we're, we, we like to focus on building once everything turns to shit and currently everything is turning to shit. And, you know, as you guys are saying, content creation is going to be, you know, might be the new thing but where do we bring it all in right where do we connect it all with it with this decentralized ethos so to speak and i know there's a lot riding on on lens and there hasn't been a lot going on and i think mainnet is going to be released soon on polygon right and it's going to be a low-cost way of transacting on a blockchain so maybe maybe that might be it right yeah we hope i think that's our best hope right now, I think. I got to drop, Gabriel, but this has been a hoot. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you and for thanks everyone for sharing. In. Yeah, really great to chat with everyone. Enjoy Argentina. Let us know what's going on down there. Bye. Bye. Yeah, so basically creator tokens which i'm not a fan of. I, I don't think that's i don't know <laughs> mr annie curious hi there hi long-term stalker of gabriel haynes here how is everyone gm um, gm gm yeah just going back to the the market question i think everyone's sort of trying to work out where this is heading next and with the uh the dumping tech stocks and how that relates to cryptocurrency um has anyone sort of watched the uh anyone really into the ray dalio big market cycle thing has anyone sort of seen that a beautiful deleveraging yeah that's the one yeah so i guess the big question at the moment is are we at that epoch in time isn't it um you know, we've seen all this massive money printing. Um, and this time, as opposed to the financial crisis, it seems to actually have reached some of the people, as opposed to just being locked up in banks. <clears throat> so I guess it's the question of whether 
filtered down um and have we experienced the full sort of money multiplier effect of that um you know um you know with regards to it getting into the banking system and then loaning it out about 100 times or more um and i guess that's the main question that's hanging over me at the moment with the state of the crypto markets and the tech market is that have we really seen the inflationary um actions of all that money yet and i don't i don't know if anyone else is thinking along those lines or not Here's the thing that concerns me is that we see, at least in the United States, a very hot real estate market with prices going up 20, 30, 40% and they've not gone down. And I don't think it's quite caught up with what's going on in the stock market because um, my feeling is that people went out and bought houses and properties with money that they may have thought they had because their Netflix was at $500, but now it's at 200 and they're not feeling as good. But somehow we haven't connected those things quite yet. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, it's the same over in the, the UK, you know, the housing market's still red hot. Um, uh, you know, prices just keep going up. Um, you know, I had a, a friend of my wife buy a house recently and she, I think it was a 10th attempt or something like that. Every time she put an offer in, the house was just sold. Um, so, yeah, I guess, you know, that's that's always at the back of my mind of, is you know, is this going to act like a normal crypto downtrend where if stock, you know, you know, are, and the same with stocks, are they just going to continue dumping as you know GDP falls? I think I think the US just had a, the first quarter GDP was down, but if I'm correct, um, you know, or is that is that money out in the system now, and it's you know it's it's going to start getting multiplied, and are we going to start ramping up again soon? I, I guess the other question is as well that you know. Um, are they going to have to turn the printers back on? Uh, they could probably get away with this one-off first quarter GDP being negative, but if the next one is, and then they 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 keep deciding to ramp up interest rates, uh, you know, it's, it's I don't know. It's not it's not a, going to be a prosperous time, is it? I don't think. Uh, yeah, if they turn the printers back on then it's not going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not good. It's not good. They're going to have to, if they turn them back on, they're going to turn them back on at a 10 and it's going to, it's going to help for a while, but then it's not going to help anymore. Yeah. And we'll be back in the same situation. That's it. Has anyone here read the mandibles? I haven't heard of that. What is that? I, it's a book by, I think it's Lionel Shriver. And I think it's set in the early 20, 30s and then it goes on a bit and um it's it the background is is that uh the us all its uh, electronics have been hacked by some other nation state and uh and then later on a few years later they start ramping up the printing press and confiscate everyone's gold and all that stuff um and i can't it's a scary book to read at the moment <laughs> um because we're kind of living through that now um so I'd, I'd, I'd highly recommend that to anyone it's a fiction book so you know it's it, it, it's got a story to it and the story's quite good as well but that i guess like i say at the back of my mind you know are we at that point now is this is this that 
going back to the Ray Dalio situation, you know, is the economy just fundamentally broken? You know, has it been mismanaged that badly that we're just going to see prices just soar up in everything before, you know, before too long? It's 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 a hard one, isn't it? It's very hard. I mean, I, it's again, like I'm no expert. I have no idea, but it's just very weird. It's just very weird situation going on right now. Um, yeah, it's a it's a complete restructuring of things. I mean, the whole Ukraine situation is is just you know it's probably a symptom of what's going on. There's a there's a big rush now to. I think you know deep, things like Ukraine don't happen for one reason, just like the Iraq war didn't happen for one reason. It's generally multiple reasons because you know you, there's so many moving parts and actors that you need to get on board. But you know, you, you look at Ukraine and then you look at its natural resources, um, and then you look at its sort of where it is, and it's you know it's the Black Sea, and then you, you move on to Turkey and how Turkey is the entrance in and out of the Black Sea. You know, it, it, it's it's like the world is literally shifting, um, and it's kind of moving away from this U.S. dominated situation and that's militarily culturally and and financially you know and i'll be at that inflection point is fascinating question at the moment and it's, it's something that will take years to work out still these things play out slowly don't they but read the mandibles <laughs> that's, that's 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 my probably my takeaway to give to give to people it's a it's a fun book uh, and it's terrifying as well I'll definitely check that out. The I'm writing it down now. Here's the saving grace, though. Here's the saving grace: is that crypto is a relatively tiny, tiny industry. I think we got 1.5 trillion market cap. I think that the stock market is like a hundred trillion or maybe it's like 60 trillion uh, it's it's massive let me just check market cap of stock market i'm just googling here i can't even t i can't i don't know but if yeah, it's, can, a, it's a drop in the ocean isn't it it's, a, it's, it's, it's let's say let's say it's a factor of 50 smaller and I think that that is definitely, definitely a misalignment and that the value of crypto is massive. And I, I believe that crypto will continue to grow, maybe not in terms of, you know, uh, stocks, stocks go up, like the, maybe the number goes down but you're going to have more users over time. You're going to have more people interacting with this stuff over time. And there's going to be less people interacting with, you know, just the traditional markets over time. And that naturally will lead to a flow of capital to crypto. Um, and I think that crypto will experience this growth. So, and, and with growth, you're going to see that upside. Um, and I think that that is inevitable. I don't think, I, I don't, I, there's no question in my mind that 
crypto is going to grow from here. It's not even a question. Um, oh, 100% with you there. Yes. We're still early. We're still early. We're still early. <laughs> In some way, we're still early. But I, I do think we, like we're good. crypto is going to grow and and that that growth like it's good it's especially in the scenario where we do lose this dollar dominance and there is less of a united states emphasis on everything in the whole world people are going to want you know the access to these financial systems that are outside of whatever us regulates and that is crypto that's the best one that we have right now of all the financial systems out there in the entire world, crypto is by far the best one. I, I don't I mean, I don't know if anyone can argue with that, like in terms of usability, openness, transparency. I think that I mean, we're all in a crypto space here. We're in the echo chamber right now. So no one's going to say anything to me. But I mean, seriously, like like who's going to argue that oh the US financial system is practically you know on a technical on a usability level better than crypto it's not it's not it's just not so i don't know this is the this is the prayer it's not even a prayer it's just a fact it's just a fact so uh it's just it's just better money isn't it it really it's 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 like it's like they're finding the wheel when you've you've been rolling your cart around on square boxes for wheels and then you find a perfectly round one that works uh, it's, it it's, 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 yeah it's just better it's just better than what's out there so uh we'll see so i think i think though yeah, I don't know. I think we're in for some hard for a gut punch. I think it is. I think it is quite likely that bad stuff is going to happen because, again, you see, like Netflix tanking is going to hurt a lot of people. It's going to hurt people. It's going to hurt their bottom line. I mean, it has to. Yeah, but that's that's a great point, though. I hadn't even thought of that. Right, like all these super high earning employees from the, from the tech companies. Um, they they have most of their total compensation tied up to these restricted stock units. Right. And if it fucking tanks, they, they kind of, they lose it all just the same way we lose in our shit coins. Right. And all this uh, bullish buying for the real estate market is kind of going to evaporate. I didn't, I didn't even really think of that. That's a good point. And you say you're not an economist, Gabe. <laughs> I'm not an economist, but I play one on CT, just like all these other LARPs. <laughs> We're all LARPs here. <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, I'm not even talking though about the the high paid employees. I mean, yeah, there are those, but I'm talking about like retirement accounts. I mean, people will lock away, you know, Netflix stock. Oh, that's a, you know, that's a safe stock. We are going to hold this. Look at all these users. You watch yeah. Netflix every night. This is safe and secure. Wrecked, boy. Suck it. Uh, so the, the thing with the pe the pensions, though, is what I can't understand is how we have. Uh, I, I think it's just the U.S. Uh, stock markets have, have to be the only things that have kept them going. 
you know, I think they typically all operate these sort of 40, 60 portfolios, don't they? So, you know, I think it's 40 bonds, 60 equities. And, you know, for the past, what, decade or so, normally they would rely on these sort of safe bonds to give them 6 7% yield guaranteed. And instead, they've had to rely on a, a juiced up stock market to get those returns. And I'm still trying to work out how we haven't seen more pension funds just start popping. Um, and I think you're right to to talk about that. It'd be the older people, won't it? Like the people who's who's got Netflix in their in their pension fund. You know, if if that, if, if if lots more Netflix is tank, and we haven't had the bond rates to keep their pe- you know top up the pension funds, that uh, that could be interesting as well. Um, a source of uh, aggravation from the population uh, to 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 their governments too. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that that's a thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think that this will, this has to happen. Like, we're going to see bad stuff happen because, again, people, mutual funds will allocate to these big, you know, high market cap stocks that are supposed to be, you know, good return. But, like, now they're not. And... Uh, there's going to be a ripple effect. And I think that it's going to have to affect, like it's going to have to affect the, the housing market. Like it, ha- it doesn't make sense. Uh, like how can houses go up when these other things are tanking? It's like, that doesn't make sense. Like, so it just means that like it hasn't quite caught up yet. Maybe it's like a quarterly thing or a yearly thing where they have to rebalance or something. And maybe then we'll see it. But that this is what I, this is what I'm like worried about. Like I don't know. Yeah, I just want some some more, you know, crypto apps to fiddle around with, right? I only got, as I mentioned earlier, Float Capital, which is kind of you know low cost on Polygon, but I, I I don't have anything else to fiddle with and that's really what what i i'm not i mean i'm not a builder i'm not a dev but i like to fuck around with apps and just looking for those aha can can i shill a couple of the apps i'm involved in (laughs) do it (laughs) okay so um if, if there's anyone who's an artist or into memes um it's it's I mean, it's been launched. It was launched on Ethereum, I think, way back in 2018, but it's relaunched on Polygon, um, uh, memefactory.io. Um, and what what we're trying to do there is 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 along the lines of token curated registries. I don't know if anyone's heard of those. Um, to basically make your meme, submit it to the uh, meme factory to see if the community will put it in the registry and once it's in the registry you can put it on the meme factory marketplace uh so yeah if anyone's an artist or makes memes feel free uh to jump onto that one and um just i mean one of the ways i keep up with a lot of the stuff in crypto land is i'm an admin of a project called uh, relevant feed um, I think the site is relevant.community and we use, it's basically betting on news articles, whether they're decent or not. So 
it's it's kind of a safe place where you, you avoid all the spam and get this airdrop and you know all those bots um and yeah you just bet on whether you know bet on whether an article is going to go relevant or not and if it does it pays out it's no loss at the moment as well so you get your relevant coins back and and part of that part of that feed as well is we're it's, it's, it's a lot of things under one hat but one big part of it is it's a reputation system so if you if you make good posts and good comments with boost your reputation and that gives it uh, makes it more likely that your articles that you post because you can bet on your own articles and upvote them uh, will go relevant so yeah just if you're bored uh so that's meanfactory.io and relevant.community if you're bored and want to fiddle around with anything <laughs> yeah for sure noted i'm on meme factory right now this is quite the factory <laughs> <laughs> not not to be confused uh, i think I, th I think some Bitcoiners have launched Meme Factory uh, TM um, after we we initially launched that in 2018, and uh, as as it's Bitcoin memes, you can safely assume that it stands the TM stands for terrible memes. So just stay on our Meme Factory. <laughs> <laughs> terrible memes. Um, I got you. Okay, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we got it's, it's got its own, own governor's token, Dank. I think that's on some Polygon stuff or you can request a little airdrop of it to get you going but anyway i'll, I'll stop harping on <laughs> you gotta integrate some of this stuff into like lens yeah i, I keep meaning to catch up with lens um i'm kind of aware of it um i think they fluffed their launch a little bit <laughs> um they were really technical <laughs> they were really technical with all their promotion stuff and i didn't quite get a feel for what they were trying to to do you know at a sort of individual level so yeah i'm definitely definitely looking into lens because i'm quite interested in all these sort of decentralized social media projects that i think we're going to see a big um you know it's like a fad on those at some point you know crypto lands like it's one thing or another isn't it yeah, definitely what I recommend is check out the apps that are going to be built on Lens, and then you'll get more of a feel. I think yeah, also, especially for this Relevant, um, the, the, the challenge for a site like this, and it's also a challenge for Clipto, is that you need to onboard users specifically to rev relevant, right? You need to onboard users specifically to your platform, which is really hard to do because you need that network effect. And yeah, it just, it just takes a big lift. But if you're tapped into Lens, now all of a sudden you can be part of a ecosystem. So instead of people needing to sign up for relevant, they could sign up to one of these other apps like Lenster or whatever. And then you could have like integrated, you can have the relevant feed integrated into Lens so that people can upvote natively inside of their, you know, of the UI of whatever app they're using instead of going to you know relevant.community 
So I think that is something that we really need to see because it we're not going to, as crypto as an industry, I don't believe we'll be ever able to compete with Web2 on an individual app-to-app basis. You're never going to see a crypto app like that is a standalone experience that is going to compete with Twitter. But what can compete with Twitter is an ecosystem of apps that shares content, that shares features, that shares functionality that can make tailored experiences to different users. And as a, you know, as a whole, that can stand up to the Web2 giants. Yeah, that, that, that's something I've thought about sort of, especially when when I'm in Discord and that. So the, the beauty about Relevant is that it, it is hierarchical. Um, so you can, you can, it allows you to distribute your reputation to people you trust. So it allows them to help monitor feeds and the flow of information as well. Um, so I, I agree with you. At the back of my mind, I keep thinking, you know, what if this was just almost like an add-on, you know, um, I'm going to choose, you know, on whatever social media feed you're on, whether it's Twitter, Lens Protocol, and, you know, instead of selecting whatever algorithms they're running on you, you, you've got the option to switch to human curation. And then you could see how, even if, if you wanted to, you could have subgroups in the human curation. So some of the, you know, you could have trusted scientists or, <laughs> or that's debatable nowadays, isn't it? Um, but, you know, you could have people that you, you could have groups of people that you trust and you could select them to curate the information that you read in that day, as opposed to sort of these algorithmic prisons we have. Um, so, yeah, that's something I have mentioned to the team, but we, we seem to be focused on the app at the moment. But I, I definitely mention that again, because, um, you know, hearing you mention that too sort of solidifies the idea a bit, if you see what I mean. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that idea about the algorithm is pretty, is, is pretty interesting because within Lens, so Lens is just infrastructure. So Lens itself is very technical. So... I think that's why they had to start with a technical type launch because they need builders to make applications which are more user facing. Because again, Lens itself is just like a uh, bucket where you can put apps inside. It's like, you know, you have an app store, but there's no apps. So who do you need to market to? You need to market to developers in order to make those apps. So I, I really, I wouldn't, don't discount Lens because they really haven't launched yet. And they are going to do a massive push going into the summer. Um, for, again, more user focused and less developer focused is my belief. Um, but on the topic of the algorithms, which is kind of what you were mentioning. And so there is an app, like there is a feature within, there's someone building on Lens, which does exactly that, where you can decide which algorithm that you want to use. So you can use like a, you know, a not safe for work sensor, or you can have an algorithm that is built by a specific individual that you really like. Or like you mentioned, you could have a relevant user generated type algorithm that you could also select to view your content. It just really depends what you as the user you want to see. So I don't see why not, I think if you have uh, enough credible people and the content that is delivered on relevant is relevant, then why not? People will select it, right? 
that that's uh yeah that's really really useful actually thanks uh gabriel I'll, I'll definitely be diving into lens at some point in the next couple of weeks um thanks for chatting guys that the wife's giving me daggers we got to go out but uh, no doubt i'll ca catch you all on the uh, crypto twitter at some point eh take care yeah thanks for stopping in thanks for stopping Later. in enjoy the time with the wife say hello to her I will. I'll give it a big, a big cuddle from you, mate. Take care. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So, uh, still got a couple people on the stage. Anyone in the audience want to share? Feel free to request. Small Chad has been sending me some messages, but. Perhaps it's too small to speak. I do not know. But um, yeah, any thoughts from anyone here? Sorry, I, I got to run. This is uh, launch is coming up. MJ, but, uh, hey, thank luck. you for having me on. Good luck on the launch. May you crush it. And may it not crush me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> right. um, Talk to you guys later. Thanks, man. Yeah, so, I mean, we could pretty much wrap it up here, but, again, last. All I have to say is keep up the good content, Gabriel. We love you. Thank you, HMS. That's, that's very kind of you. I'll do my best. Thanks for stopping in. Thanks for chatting. Keep it up. Appreciate it. All right. Let's end it here, guys. Thank you for joining me on Saturday Morning Wrecked with Gabrielle, sponsored by Clipto and the googly-eyed rocks. Head over to Clipto.io, where you can book some personalized videos from me and other creators. And also, if you would like to join the googly-eyed rock club, you can go to googly-eyedrockclub.com and make the googly-eyed rock today. That's all. Thanks, guys. Peace.